You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. So the focus of today's podcast is all about body language for sales success. This is going to be an awesome, amazing podcast. I'm so excited to have a very special guest with me, Alicia Cuello. And let me tell you about her. She is a national conference speaker a facilitator and coach, and she specializes in nonverbal communication. She spent over 20 years reading and interpreting body language after getting her master's in human resource from the University of Houston, and she's also certified in handwriting analysis, which is super cool. She's a Texan who lives in Denver now with her amazing pets. Welcome, Alicia, and thanks for sharing part of your day. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I think you, you covered it. Thank you, Nancy. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, this will be super fun. I'm excited to hear about body language. So let's jump right in. What is a common myth about body language? That I'm a mind reader. And I laugh (laughs) and I tell people I'm not a mind reader, but I can tell when there's a change in emotion. What I do is I just, once you start working with people and understanding what's normal for them, you start to notice what's not normal. And that's what I'm picking up on because there's a change in emotion. That is amazing. I just went to NLP training here in Denver. It was kind of weird how I ended up there, but they talked about uh-huh. something called senses, acuity, something like that. Do you know that term? Um, I don't. I am, I'm kind of familiar with NLP. I mean, I know the basis of it, but my work has all um, been in human resources and um, law enforcement interpretation and things like that. Well, I think it's really similar. Basically, it's just watching what a standard for somebody and see when it's different. So it's kind of the same as what you're saying with body language, right? You notice what they normally do and then what's a little bit different? Right, correct. And then the key with body language is once you notice something has changed, um, you take a step back and you ask yourself, is that normal for this situation? So, Nancy, if you and I were talking and all of a sudden you cross your arms and then I look up and I notice that the air conditioner is kicked on and the vent's blowing on you, I'm not going to automatically assume you're closed off to what I'm saying. I'm going to say, oh, maybe she's cold. And at that point, I could say, Nancy, you know, are you cold? Should we step out of the way? Um, I just start asking questions. So rather than jump into conclusions, I'm drawing information out of you. And that's how you start to interpret body language. Very cool. Anybody can do that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I love how you talk about yes, no, maybe body language. Can you share more about that? Yeah, so um, that came about, I was working with uh, the auto industry and um, some some used car salesmen, they were so funny, they wanted to work with me on women's body language during the sales process. I was trying to explain to them, I know that their process was you touch people five times before you kind of walk away, and I was explaining to them, you know what, you don't even have to go that far. Here are some secrets. A yes, let's talk about the torso, a yes when somebody is interested in what you're saying, their torso is facing you. Um, it might be slightly angled out, you know, just slightly, but they're still completely engaged. That's a yes. A no is when somebody's torso and maybe their feet completely turn away from you. A maybe 
is a torso that maybe they're, it's turning away from you, but their head is still looking at you. So they're kind of engaged, but they're also kind of, kind of tuning out. Um, and the reason I use those three examples is the way in which a torso faces is a sign of interest and respect. And when somebody is comfortable with you, they'll face their torso head on to you because it's a, it's, a, it's a subconscious thing. It's a very vulnerable spot, and we won't face it towards somebody we don't like or we don't trust. So I tell, I tell the salespeople, start watching the torso. And when they completely turn away from you, that's a no, back off. But, but keep in mind, it's a no for right now. It could turn into a maybe or a yes, but right now something has turned them off. And that's when you start asking the questions like, okay, would you like to see another car or is there anything else I can tell you? You know, just kind of pull back a little bit because they're telling you, you know what, I want out of this conversation. Wow, interesting stuff. And when you say five touches, do you mean physical touches or five connections? Five going back and asking over, you know, are you, oh, but you haven't seen this or, oh, come here, let me show you this other car. So what I was explaining to them was that women are wired differently from men. They know that, but they kind of didn't want to hear that. So what I've explained to them is, listen, if I start to turn away from you and you continue to come after me, basically what you're doing is you're really, you're upsetting me and you're making me mad and you're going to push me away. So with women, ease up on the five touches and just understand that, that a woman, a lot of times we've been conditioned to be polite and, oh, you know, oh, well, I don't know. But our body language is going to tell you when we're serious or not about getting out of a conversation. So it's just about understanding women are wired differently. And while five touches might be a good approach with men, with women, you might want to ease back. Just watch their body language. And if they're turning away from you and they're physically pulling away from you, like they're leaning away or they're stepping away, that is a clear sign to you. She's given you two body language signals. Let her go for now. You can touch her, you know, meaning a phone call or an email a little bit later. But right now, you need to give her some space smart moves. People can use that besides buying a car, can't they? Exactly, exactly. This just happened to be the auto industry, and they were really funny because I said that to them, and you could see the light bulbs go off in their eye, and they're like, oh, I never thought of that. My gosh, she's telling you everything you need to know. You just have to, you have to pay attention. Hey, tell us about one highly effective tip listeners can do right now to increase their sales besides the, the torso, feet, head thing. Is there another thing that they can do that's super simple? Oh, absolutely. It's eye contact. Um, on Friday, I was speaking to a group of young professionals about how do you build trust in a relationship, and I, and I gave them four tips. And one of them, and I believe is probably the most crucial, is eye contact. So eye contact, again, goes back to um, we're hardwired for eye contact. We have to look into your eyes to figure out whether we can trust you or not. And it's a subconscious thing. So what I work with people on is I tell them, look somebody in the eye for three to five seconds, and then look away. Look to the left or to the right. Try not to look down. Looking down is a sign of submission. Um, but three to five seconds when you're just meeting somebody is about right, and then look away. Otherwise, you make them uncomfortable. So what you're doing is you're giving them a chance to look you in the eye. Now, their eye contact not, might not be great, but yours is. So you're, just, you're lowering their anxiety because they can look in your eyes and see, you know, can I trust you or not. Does that work across cultures? Uh, it's, this one is specific to the U.S. This is a good question. Specific to the U.S. Um, there are other cultures like um, I know some of the Hispanic cultures and some of the Asian cultures, are, they don't tend to give a lot of eye contact. So this is specific to the U.S. 
Good to know. So would they just do a little shorter in different cultures, maybe one, one to two seconds? Uh, you know, I have to be honest with you. I have not really looked into um, those cultures from a body language standpoint. I've mostly focused on the U.S. I will tell you when I have uh, worked with those cultures from a human resources standpoint, they did not look me in the eye. And so I would, I, honestly, I would just glance at them and then I would, I would kind of read where they were and then look away. So I guess, yeah, you have a good point. Um, you probably want to limit it with them. And just understand that's not, don't be offended by that. It's just their culture. It's just different from ours. And, and we're not even really good at giving eye contact in the U.S. That's true. I mean, three to five mm-hmm. seconds is a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. So, that, so gauge it. Start, you know, greet, smile, give them some eye contact, and then look away. Probably, um, you know, if, Nancy, when you and I met, we had good eye contact right away. So it was a little bit longer for us. But if you're just meeting me, and especially when I tell people I work with body language, it tends to freak them out. So I'll look at them, I'll smile, and then I'll look away because I don't want to make them uncomfortable. So I gauge it three to five seconds. I could probably have used this tip a month ago. I was at a mastermind in the Bahamas and walking home after dinner just outside because it was beautiful, and I passed. They had these beautiful yachts in this bay. And this one man was looking at me for a long time, so I just found myself saying, what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> what are you exactly. looking at? <laughs> the words just came yeah. out of my mouth, and I don't remember what he said, but I probably should have just kept walking, but I'm like, what? <laughs> I got, like, food on my face? What are you looking at? <laughs> yeah, and, and there's a difference in just giving some good eye contact and staring, uh, or, you know, you can tell the difference. And, um, you know, that's what I was working with the group on Friday is, you know, I just showed them pictures. Of, there's a difference. When you have a mindset of um, I'm here to build a relationship and to create trust, it's going to come out in your body language and it's going to come out in your eye contact. So as long as you've got you know, the right attitude and then you start using eye contact, it's going to drive up your trust factor a lot. Totally makes sense. Hey, let's yeah. talk about your podcast since you're a podcaster as well. You yeah. recently achieved the 40,000 download milestone, which is amazing in just 18 months. How did you do that? Thank you for asking. I, there's a, I did a whole bunch of things. But looking back now, I didn't realize what I was doing. I was just going with my intuition. Um, I think the number one thing that I did with that podcast is I kept it short and sweet. My podcasts run um, five five minutes, six minutes at the most, and that includes an introduction and an exit on every podcast. So I always tell everybody, I give it to you straight, no chaser, and I see it as a drip system. So you you tune in, I give you a tip, and then I let you go because I want to be respectful of your time. And if you have time to listen to another podcast, great. And if you don't, then you know, okay, I've got five minutes. I can go back and listen to another one of our podcasts. And that was instrumental in driving up um, the fan base because they would just kind of jump around from podcast to podcast. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a great strategy. I I thought mine were on the shorter end between 15 and you know, 20, 25 minutes, depending on how, mm-hmm. how talked to my guests feel. But I found some that are an hour. I even do webinars that are just 30 minutes. I don't do the one-hour webinar. I keep it really short. So I kind of think people want bite-sized chunks they digest. Yes. So um, my approach was always, as an HR professional, I, my job was to get in there, read the situation very quickly, get get just the facts. And then if I needed more details, I would go back and ask you. So that was the approach I took with the podcast, which is, and Nancy, you know this, the average podcast listener has about 20 minutes in the car, and that's when they listen to a lot of podcasts. So I thought, okay, how do I maximize this for them? 
So I just gave them, you know, gave them the information. So we talk about the torso. I'll give you one tip on the torso. And then in the podcast so that you could think about it or maybe you had time to listen to it again or maybe you thought, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder what she's got going on with eye contact. And I would always drive them back and say, be sure to check out the other podcast series. And so it was um, my approach was just to be respectful of people's time. And I also know we have a short attention span. And, and I'm not going to lie to you. I have people send me hour-long podcasts all the time, and, and it's difficult for me to sit down for an hour and listen to podcasts. I just don't have the time. And I've got to be honest with you, I don't have the attention span. So if I get an hour podcast, I usually break it up you know, three, four times before I've actually listened to the whole thing. That's just difficult. That is really great strategy. So let's uh-huh. talk about social media. You and I met at a social media event. We yeah. were so fortunate to meet like Joel Kahn and Pat Flynn and some yeah. really big podcasters. Did you get a chance to meet Michael O'Neill, the solopreneur? I did not, but I, I, was, uh, I knew some other people that I hadn't seen in a really long time. So I was socializing with them and just checking up on how are you doing. And um, one of them was Sabrina. Uh, you knew about Sabrina. She and I were trying to catch up. Um, and then uh, a gentleman by the name of Mike Hickman, who's really good at podcasting and getting your marketing stuff out there. So that's where I, I was reconnecting with people that I hadn't spoken to in a long time. Very cool. So how do you use social media to get your podcast out and your body language messages? Well, um, so I was, or I still am, um, I've now added a layer to the podcast series. So I, um, on Sundays, once a month, I will sit down and I will record, you know, six or seven episodes of podcasts. And then I'll get them edited and I'll get them ready to go. And then I use Hootsuite and Buffer. And those are the two platforms that blast out my information to, um, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn and Google+. Plus all of those um, websites, that's what I'm using. And for me, given my information, LinkedIn has been a gold mine for me. Um, but I always knew that I needed to start doing video blogs. So I've moved into uh, creating some video blogs. So I did launch a second podcast series about three weeks ago, and that's called HR Lifeline, Fast Answers to Tough Questions. And so to complement the podcast, I've created video blogs. Now it's time for me to go back and start creating more video blogs for the Body Language for Sales Success podcast series so people can actually see what I'm talking about. And those will be, um, gosh, those are running about two minutes because I understand I've got a short attention span on YouTube, and that's my goal is to get you to watch the podcast and watch YouTube and then see if there's a connection, if, if this is something you want to work with me on. That's a great strategy. I like Hootsuite too. That's one of my favorite tools. It makes yeah. my life easier. Yes, it does. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> hey, let's talk about San Bernardino. I know you had yeah. some involvement with that after the unfortunate incident. Can you share? I know it's a, a bad incident, but you've got some positive outcome coming out of that, right? I do. I do. So uh, last December, I found myself working next door to the San Bernardino shooters. Um, and I came back, and it was it was extremely traumatic for me. And I came back, and long story short, no one knew what to do with me. And I, I'm not upset with anyone around that. Um, this kind of trauma is new to the workplace. And so insurance companies didn't know what to do to support me. My company was a little bit confused on how do we support this person. Um, so I have decided to launch a program where I talk about, you know, okay, so this horrible thing happened in San Bernardino, but let's look at this from a positive standpoint. What can we 
create that will support employees that have to go back into the workplace after something this traumatic? How can we support them? How can we help the organization? And how can we limit liability? And it's just, um, it's just a program that simple things like, you know, uh, after people have been released, so, so let's, we were in lockdown for eight or nine hours. Once we were released to go home or, or for me to drive back to the hotel, I should not have gotten behind the, the wheel, but I didn't have a choice. So one of the things I'm asking employers to consider is um, let's look at how do you get a, a bus onto the site to get your employees out to a safe place so that they don't have to get behind the wheel and drive because the last thing you want to do is have them be at a stoplight, maybe a car backfires, they think it's gunshots, and they run the red light and they hurt somebody or they hurt themselves. Now you've got an injured employee, you've got an injured third party, and you're going to have an employer who's also going to be considered liable. So that's the program. I'm going to be working with people on how do do we we limit um, the impact, especially to employees who've gone through this and employers. That's what I'm doing. Wow, what an amazing thing. And people need that. You know, a lot of times these bad incidents lead us into something better because now we're better prepared if, unfortunately, they ever happen again. Right. Good deal. Well, maybe we'll have a future podcast where you can come back and share some of the outcomes of that. Let me ask a lighter question and then we'll wrap up. If you had, since I'm a productivity consultant, so I love giving people more freedom in their day. If you had one more hour, what would you do with it? One more hour for me? um, I'm not going to lie to you. I would, I would, I would do yoga. I have not had time to go back to things that are just relaxing. For me, it's, um, I'm just constantly, um, my mind is constantly going, and I've noticed that I am neglecting the workout piece or the, or the calming piece. I would get, I would practice more yoga, and I would practice just being still. And I'm not good at that right now. Yeah, and it'll probably give you even more time in your day once you do that, huh? Yeah, because you get clear. You really get clear on what you're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. So I know you have amazing products, and you talk, and you speak, and you train. If people would like to work more closely with you, can you share what that looks like? Your website, things like that. Absolutely. So the company is called Underlying Communications uh, with an S. And that's the website, underlyingcommunications.com. And I have a series of programs on body language. Um, so one of them, you know, is building trust. I'll be speaking in, in actually in Orlando in August on deception and body language to a group of HR professionals. So I have that one. Um, I work with people on their first impressions. And then as a side note, I've got the, um, the program around San Bernardino that will be rolling out in the next couple of months. And then I also work with people who want to um, learn how to podcast and video blog. Because, Nancy, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this or not, but video blogging, um, there's a whole other layer to that. And I have had a lot of missteps because I didn't know what I was doing. So uh, (laughs) I finally got that down. So those are the three things I will work with people on, which is body language, the San Bernardino piece, and then last but not least, um, podcasting and video blogging and how to tie those together. Yes, oh, my ahead. email address is alicia at underlyingcommunications.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Perfect. Is there anything that you want to cover that we didn't talk about? Uh, you know, the only thing I'll say is on the Friday presentation, it was a five-minute presentation, and I will be loading that very raw 
footage on YouTube uh, because a friend of mine was just filming it in the back of the room. So if people want to hear about the four tips that I gave the millennials on how to connect and build trust instantly, that will be up on YouTube uh, probably by tomorrow. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be on the show today. I learned a lot. It's fun. It was interesting. Listeners, I'm currently taking applications for my next group business coaching program. It's designed for the newer business owners who want to shortcut the time to success and profits. And of course, you can coach with me one-on-one as well. Learn more at nancygains.com slash GBA. That stands for Gain Business Advantage. And if you loved our show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Until next time, Go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.